Oh man, it is Monday and I am welcoming you to episode 38 of your favorite podcast, the Gordai Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Haley, alongside your co-host, Scott Simmons. And today we're going to talk to you about leadership because right now, man, I'm looking around the world. I'm looking around my industry. I'm looking around social media. Whew, we are lacking leadership. Why are we lacking leadership? Why don't more people just fucking believe in themselves? Why don't more people step up to the plate? You're busy. You're busy playing, standing on deck, trying to hit home runs because you're too scared to step up and strike out. Step up to the plate. Dig those heels in. Let's hit a home run together. If you strike out, we just pivot. We have more opportunities. Leadership. Episode 38 brought to you by Revive Supplements. Brought to you by Raw Supplements. I'll see you inside. You guys, uh, Scott and I want to uh, start off by just thanking you guys. Um, Obviously, our content here on the podcast has been a little different than what some of you might have uh, come here for originally. And, um, you know, a, a lot of you have hung in there and you've listened to the message and you've come with an open mind and you've come with an open heart and you've come in uh, wanting to learn and wanting to, you know, just like Scott and I want to have a better understanding on the current happenings, everything going on. But the biggest item is, there's a bunch of people who are allowing the vibe of this podcast and the culture surrounding this podcast to change and influence their lives. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you for allowing us to have a voice and impact. Thank you for allowing us uh, into your ears, into your homes, into your cars, into your uh, iPhones. We really, really, really appreciate it. And the last podcast we did uh, with, with uh, Jasmine, man, the impact that one had was different. That mm-hmm. one was big. There's been some yeah. really cool messages. I know Jasmine's got some really cool messages. Um, so, like, honestly, just I, I think it's um, it's cool. And it says a lot about you guys that um, you support us for being us. You know, we're people. And yeah, you know, I'm a bodybuilding coach. And, you know, Scott's a tech guru and an operations manager for 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 the company. And, you know, we're just voices that are talking into microphones that you guys like you guys are the ones who choose to allow us to impact. Um, that's special. And I really appreciate that. Um, and, you know, this is really, really, really cool. Um I didn't think I was going to love doing the podcast as much as I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, I mean, the, you know, this, uh, this is my favorite hour of the day on Sundays, Tuesdays, Thursdays when we record, like it's dope as fuck. Um, so thanks y'all. Um, you know, it's cool. Yeah. Some, for some people it's like an outlet. It is. And for us, it's an outlet. It's a huge outlet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, I um, cool. you know, you and I both take, pride in being, um, informed, mm-hmm. being well-informed, being educated. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I love that we take pride similar to the whole staff here and just like, um, always pushing for what's right. And it's far more than the current movement of black lives matters of anti-racism of wanting reform, you know, within publicly held positions, mm-hmm. um, or public service positions. Um, it's, you know, it's way more than that. I, I had a phone consultation with a client today who, you know, was who discussed the Australian wildfires donation that, you know, oh, we, yeah. that we did. Yeah. And it's, it's, I don't know. I guess I take a lot of pride. Like I'm a bodybuilding coach, you know, you're a tech guy, but like, that's not all we are. Yeah. Like before anything, I'm a human mm-hmm. and before anything I wanted to see right and do right and be right. Mm-hmm. And you know, more than anything, I just, I want to see change in the world because man, like right now it's just, uh, you know, like we're in fortunate positions. We get to sit here, you know, in the nice air conditioned home in fucking Austin, Texas. And we get to, you know, live our dreams and like live our lives. And, um, I guess embrace the reality we created. And like, it's, yeah, I guess I feel somewhat guilty sitting here and saying this, but like, man, you look around, it's just like the world's a tough place right now. Mm -hmm. And just because it isn't tough for us doesn't mean it's not tough for other people. Yeah. Like right now, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow um, knowing a lot of the current happenings are going on because there's an element of society hasn't been heard or hasn't had power. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, we just want to help. We want to support. We want to amplify just like, you know, the, 
the next situation that happens, you know, that's similar to the, the black lives matters movement. That's so not comparing these two at all. Uh, Cause they're not comparable, mm-hmm. but like the Australian wildfires, like, yeah. and I don't, I mean, it was so long. There's been so many things happen between now and then. I don't know, even know if you guys remember how huge those were, if you yeah. guys thought about yeah. it, but I, I mean, dude, for the Australian wildfires, um, like not the, not what the company donated, but what we, uh, cause we were giving away free items to yeah. people who donated over a hundred bucks yeah, yeah, um, yeah. on Instagram. Yep. Like, dude, we donated over 6,000. We got, we, incru- we, uh, um, accrued. Over, yeah, accrued over $6,000 of donations. Yeah. You know, for that. That's pretty cool. And I mean, that dude, I don't know. It's just, it's cool. That, I, I, it's cool to, to see. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's cool to see that they're, all of the social and economic impacts and all the yeah. negativity that we have an opportunity to continue to change a very little segment of that. We talked about that yeah. uh, after the podcast with Jasmine. Yeah. You know, if we can, if we can change that 0.1%. Yeah. Then we change the that's world. A good if we thing. can change 0.1% in the world, which is a huge portion of the world, yeah. if we can change that, holy fuck. And then you like incur you you almost encourage others to change their 0.1% around in their Absolutely. life, and then it compounds. I think we've done that. That's too. what this thing is about. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think we've done that. I think we've done a really good job of that. And you know, today, unfortunately, there was a little bit more unfortunate news in uh New York. I, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. It's the Habias Corpus um was lifted. That's that is your rights were taken away in New York for a real uh, trial in front of a judge for a real hearing in front of a judge. You basically, just get arrested. Yeah. Basically you're not, it's no longer innocent until proven guilty. You're just guilty. It's just guilty. Like dude, come on. Yeah. And you know, today we're going to talk about leadership and it's, uh, it's going to be deep. You guys are going to like this conversation about leadership. Again, it's not dissimilar from last week's podcast. It's like, man, what are we lacking right now? Fucking mm-hmm. leadership. Mm-hmm. Like look at the clown in office. Look at the clown who's running against him in office. Yeah. Like look at these clowns that are leading these huge fucking cities yeah. and just taking people's rights away. I mean, shit while we're changing the constitution, I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> While dude. we're changing the constitution, like, why don't we just read, like, just reorganize our election process? Dude, or something? I just think we should tear it all down and fucking build it back I mean, up people, in a more proper a manner. A criminal judge just decides that he wants to change the constitution <laughs> because he can. Not even a federal judge. <laughs> Come like, on. Just, just some, like, just going against the constitution. Come like, on. I mean, he should be out of a job. But, you know, the leadership everywhere is terrible. Yeah. Like, I'm, I feel fortunate as fuck to live in Texas, dude. Yeah. I feel so fortunate to live in Texas. Yeah. And like, I talk to my clients who are in Florida and man, they're like, they're thriving. <laughs> like we're thriving in Texas. Yeah. Like, dude, I, I feel uh, genuinely like my heart goes out to people who are in a, you know, a, a state with poor leadership, but like, man, it's, it's tough. Cause man, my heart kind of goes out to everyone. Cause I'm looking at the outlook on leadership. Look, Hey, you can think whatever you want about the dude is in office. The dude is running against him in office. Those are two very poor leaders. They're not leaders whatsoever. If that pisses you off, rubs you the wrong way, I would take your, your glasses off your blue or red colored glasses and just like, look at what true leadership is Mm -hmm. and look at what leaders that, you know, in the past exemplified, like, dude, it's a fucking clown show happening right now. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a disgrace to us. It's a TV show. It's We're a, living in a TV no, show. No, it's literally, it's all for ratings. Yeah. Like, there's two people trying to fight for more Twitter retweets right now. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, dude. We've talked about, Maybe I forgot what podcast it was. I was going to say, but we talked about this. Yeah. The people like trying to get yeah. that those retweets yeah, in their Twitter tweets. likes. Yeah. And it's and like. How they're running for president. <laughs> those same people Out of are in office. Heaven. Jesus Christ. You guys, um, I know we talk about this a lot. I know not all of you tune in to hear this local and state elections, educate yourself, vote in them. That's where the change happens. People care too much about the national election. What are your morals? What are your beliefs? Local and state elections align with people who, who support those align with people who support just what the fuck's right. Um, unfortunately for every, option we have we don't have people as options who stand for what's right and that's sad um we can only do so i mean so much i think i think we can only do so much yeah i mean if you try to do your part then you're kind of doing everything you can yeah but dude, there's some fucking bimbos there's some 
idiots. Like, this is supposed to be a democracy. It's supposed to be a fucking free country. Uh, the people are supposed to have a say, and there's none right now. It's all been taken away from the quarantine uh, that happened over a virus with a 99.8% um, uh, um, recovery rate mm-hmm. and a virus that we actually ended up realizing isn't. Uh, near as dangerous as, uh, you know, what we originally told mm-hmm. um, to what's happening right now. It's I mean, come on, if you're not fucking frustrated enough to go educate yourself, then I'm not sure what it's going to take. Uh, but hey, you know what? We're doing our part. Keep pushing. You know, we make a change. What's crazy? We don't, you know, as all the protesting across the globe yeah. is happening. Yeah. We're hearing nothing about the spread of coronavirus or how hospitals are being overthrown or any of that kind of shit. We're hearing nothing about Hillary nothing. Clinton's email trial. <laughs> nothing. Isn't that amazing how all this shit happens? Like, yeah. Isn't I mean, that like, fucking incredible? It, 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 I'm not saying like we should be hearing about that in yeah. place of. I'm saying that you should question <laughs> what the original like, coronavirus like. You know what no, I mean? No, yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. Like, I, I, I totally understand that. Yeah. No, we had a pandemic. We had something that went worldwide. We had all fast this shit. Fast. And it went fast. Yep. But man, like, how are we so off base with like where to go? Everything. Actually, what's wild is we weren't really that off base. There's a lot of scientists who had this thing nailed from the beginning. Like, uh, that's why I always stay pretty, you know, decently calm about it. There was like two days where I was a little anxious. And then I was talking to, again, some of my friends who live in that realm. Um, You know, they kind of told me and I was like, wait, there's no way. Y'all shut down the country for this shit. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, CrossFit. We're not even going to say his name. Are you kidding me? I mean, we. I, I'm pretty sure we have to pay him a dollar yeah, for right. saying just that. To say, yeah, just say CrossFit, dude. Yeah. This guy, CrossFit, just died today. Yeah. Um. By the time you guys hear this, I'm sure. I mean, every prominent CrossFit figure that I've seen uh, so far has left uh, the sport. Um. I'm assuming Reebok is going to create a new uh, sport that obviously can't be called CrossFit. Um, what, what, what happened for the people who don't know what happened? Yeah. Homeboy tweeted, uh, what was it? Floyd 19, Floyd 19. Yeah. Yep. And he was essentially insinuating that, um, he is essentially insinuating that all the, everything's being overblown, that this is a huge inconvenience for him. Um, yeah, that everything was just overblown. Like that's what he's insinuating. Like this he, he, isn't he, that big of a deal. Yeah, he combined and he combined coronavirus and the Black George Lives Floyd. Matter movement. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he made some other comments that he ended up deleting. And he came out like he tried to issue some stupid apology, right? Yeah, and it was it yep. wasn't an apology at yep. all. There's no ownership, which we're about to talk about. Um, dude's dude's a fucking clown. He was a clown like long before this happened. Yeah, like, this isn't surprising. Um, I was reading one of the female CrossFitters Instagram posts. Can't remember who. I wish I could give her credit. And she said, you know, I should have spoke out earlier about this mm-hmm. about. Oh, well, actually, I'm not sure. She might have been referencing the George Floyd situation. Black Lives Matter. I when I read it, I took it against him. Oh, so maybe I'm not right in my statement okay. there. OK, um, but, it, you know, it sucks being like hindsight's always 2020, but it also sucks sitting there like with only your hindsight. Yeah. Um, and man, it, it, it's wild. Over the last two weeks, there's been a lot of friends. Who, I mean, there's been family, too. You know, there's been family and friends that I'll never fucking talk to again. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like. Uh, yeah, you know, there's there's a meme going around. It's like we can disagree on iced coffee. Like we can disagree on who has the best pizza. Mm-hmm. We can't disagree on extremely elementary humanitarian mo- movements and efforts. Yeah, we can't disagree on these. Yeah. Like you're obviously your morality fucking sucks. Obviously you're a fucking bimbo ass idiot. And like, <laughs> if you're not like supporting like the mo- the change, yeah. Like you guys, this is our civil rights movement. And this is our opportunity to have a say in the government again. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm not sure if y'all are looking at things going on the last 14 weeks, we are powerless and we have absolutely no say in anything happening. And right now we have a chance with that in mind. I would love to talk about leadership. Extreme ownership is such an important element of leadership. Whenever something goes wrong, whenever something doesn't go as planned or, you know, go south when, you know, we really wanted it to go north. 
You know the best way to mitigate the pain, the agony from this? Fuck, my bad. I'm sorry. Like, that's on me. This one's on me. I'm going to come back better. I'm going to work harder. Man, holy fuck. Have you ever seen that Tim Tebow speech after uh, Florida lost to Mississippi State when they were the unanimous number one team in the country? And they were smacking everyone. They were like, about to win the natty again. They lost to a heavy underdog Mississippi State. Yeah. Tim Tebow goes up to the podium and he said, uh, something to the tune of, um, I can promise you no one else in America, no other team in America will work as hard as this team will work the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. No other player in America will work as hard as I will work the rest mm-hmm. of this year. And uh, guaranteed, like, win. Like, whoever sure. we're playing, like, we're all his effort. Yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, and he he took ownership of the game, and he said it was on me. And he said, God bless, and he walked out. It was fucking powerful. Oh, yeah. dude, it was nuts. Um, There's something really powerful to be said when someone admits to a mistake absolutely and recognizes the mistake absolutely and apologizes for that mistake even if it's not their mistake if something happens within this company it's on me yeah it ain't on you're taking ownership yeah it's not on anybody else yeah it's it's 100 on me but you know what extreme ownership does it cuts out complaints what do you got to complain about you already what do you mean you owned it mm-hmm. it's yours you're carrying it it's in your pocket what are you going to do with it you can't complain you own it. You cut out criticism. The fuck can you be criticized for? You already see. Yeah, it's on me. I already mm-hmm. said that it was on me. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? There's no there's no criticism that can be had when you've just fucking owned it. When you cut out complaints and criticism from your life, it's a breeding ground for positive movements. Really, really, really good things happen when you can't complain, when you can't be complained about. And when you can't be criticized now, people are still going to criticize. People are still going to complain about you. But if you have extreme ownership, if you have true ownership, if you stand up there on that podium and you say, no one's going to work as hard as me, no one's going to work as hard as my team, no one's going to fucking beat me again. Uh, home, yes, on you. So any noise that anyone else fucking says, dude, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter this it like goes back to the twidiots who were talking about me when you know we started voicing mm-hmm. you know where our support lies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like you can't complain or fucking criticize me like who the fuck are you yeah like i took ownership of my shit yep and i put my shit out there and all you're fucking doing is sitting in your fucking mom's basement talking about me mm-hmm. uh, like that's literally i mean look at the fucking nfl look at well people who call themselves journalists, <laughs> like all every journalist is trying to like critique and complain and criticize. And like when extreme ownership said, that's why Trump gets killed by these people. Yeah. Cause he just stands up there. Like literally he thinks he's perfect. Yeah. And Hey, more power to him. It's, it's an insane belief. He has himself, but he still have to have some sort of like ownership, just ownership Yeah, of when shit goes wrong on your clock. It's on you. It's literally yeah. no one else's yeah. fault. Extreme ownership is a monster element. You cannot be a leader if you can't say my bad and I'm going to fix this. Well, it's funny how much people are afraid of the anticipation of negative feedback yeah. when they take ownership. Yeah. Whereas most of the time someone's going to go, okay, you owned it. Yeah. I'm going to move on. I'm going to respect it. Yeah. And Try not to do it again, but you better or fix try it, to move forward you know? or try to fix it or yeah. whatever the situation is. Yeah. But there's so much level of respect, especially if you nip it right away. Nip it in the bud right away. Right away. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. Don't let it stew. I'm actually going to talk about that. Yeah. But don't let it stew. It ha- it's right now. It's right the fuck now. You know if you're wrong and it's okay if you're wrong. One of the most beautiful parts of being a fucking human is we're allowed to be wrong and right. Like you kind of have to be. Yeah. And like I think that's dope. Number two element, doesn't matter how good the team is. Does not matter how good the team is. If you got a poor leader, you got a poor team. Bad leader equals bad team every single time. Look at sports. Look at sports. How much anecdote do we need from sports where, fuck, you know, Urban Meyer hanging on my motherfucking wall. Mm -hmm. Urban Meyer came in and inherited a six and seven Ohio State team. The exact same team, minus like a few seniors, the next year, the first year under Urban Meyer at Ohio State, 12 and 0. How the fuck you go from six and seven, 12 and 0? They have leadership. They have a vision. They have belief. Mm-hmm. They have hunger. 
and they know everyone knows where they're going and how fast they have to go in that direction. Mm-hmm. If you have a bad leader, you have a bad team. Last two weeks, there's been a lot of teams falling apart <laughs> in my industry. <laughs> That's all I'll say about that. Number three, insane belief. Mm-hmm. Like a belief that is so fucking strong in yourself and your ability and your team's ability. So remember, you're only a leader if you have followers. Not social media followers. Real fucking world people who are like, yeah, what this guy says, I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You're not a leader without him. You have to have followers. You have to have a culture and you have to have a family underneath you. That you are constantly leading in the right direction. Here's the thing about leadership. I do believe. It is something that a lot of people are born with. Okay. I believe. A lot of people have the capability of developing it. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing about leadership is like a lot of. Man, actually, I'm low-key changing my opinion on this like in real time. Okay. You can Let's change your thoughts. Yeah. You can change the brain activity. You can change the way you think. You can change the way you perceive. Because mm-hmm. there's just a lot of inherently negative people. Yeah. But inherently negative people are negative because they choose to be negative and they don't fix anything about their fucking life. It just keeps getting negative and negative and negative. And they never even look for the positives that are happening because they're so fucking stuck in this stupid ass negative mindset mm-hmm. of, oh no, what's going to happen to me next? Like yeah. the world's yeah. happening to me and there's nothing like I'm a uh, at the, the at its mercy. Yeah. Like I'm a victim of everything. Yeah. It, you, you know what? Like, fuck dude, you can change that. Yeah. You can change, you can change that. the narrative and you can change the narrative on that. I put in my Instagram caption today mm-hmm. in my video about leadership that I exactly what I just stated. I think now I, I, I think some poor people are not able to be leaders, X, Y, Z, whatever I said in there, man. Yeah, I definitely just changed my mind in real time on that because you control the narrative of the way your mind grows. Your path follows, follows your perspective. If you're constantly fucking negative, if you're constantly just looking for the next thing to go wrong, if you constantly think the world's happening to you rather than with you, then yeah, you're not going to be a leader because you suck. I think once you learn to believe in yourself, like truly believe truly in yourself, believe, yeah. And like, the, you know, that in, intense belief yeah that we've always talked about that's when you start to the your your brain starts to connect the dots 100 and you go okay now i think i'm getting it yeah i think that's so and i think that's learned i agree honestly i do i i do agree with that you learn how to connect those dots you learn how to constantly keep those dots moving forward honestly you kind of learn how to just win every situation Mm -hmm. like there's not really any such thing as a loss. Like, yeah, it's funny. Cause like fa- we talk about failures. Yeah. yeah there are failures, but we kind of don't yeah. think of them as failures. No. They, no, like they might like, let's say we, I don't know, messed up a video. Yeah. Right. Messed up a video. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. That's a failure. Yeah. Kind of failure. in a way. But, but why do we mess it up? We yeah. need to address why it was messed up. We need to take ownership. We need to pivot. We need mm-hmm. to understand. Mm-hmm. And now guess what won't happen again? When you take extreme ownership of these things, when you put that in your fucking pocket and you keep it there until you're able to morph it and change it and make it something good and beautiful, it won't happen again. The first podcast episode. First podcast Failure. episode. Yeah. Didn't get published. Didn't get published. Why? Because I didn't know the settings. I was still learning that <laughs> shit. Took, on, took ownership of it. Yeah. Figured it out. Yeah. Second episode. Now is the first episode. Yeah, we recorded a whole last podcast. It was supposed to be episode number one, but the real episode number one was way better than that one. Anyways. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I think. I think there's just so much power in coming around to that point of belief where everything that's happening, I'm I'm rolling. Yeah. Like I truly feel like in my life, I'm a few steps ahead of everything that could happen. Yeah. And I'm going to talk about that in here, but that's a very advanced level of leadership. Mm-hmm. You can get to that point, but man, more people just need to trust themselves. And, and, you know, maybe point number one of leadership should be positivity. Like find me a leader who's I, negative. I think that's, yeah, I you think know? that's a good thing. Like I, I think that's, I mean, that's, that's, a that's one of the hardest hurdles yeah. for many people to get over. Yeah. Is to be self positive self-talk. Yeah. yeah. Like, Man, the people like, dude, there's people who like literally like I've been around them. And I can't be around them. There's people who just like moan all day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Like, damn, you're that stressed. Mm -hmm. Like, what the fuck are you that stressed about? Like, how about you step the fuck up and dictate and dominate? You know why you're stressed? Because you're trying to hit a home run, but you're in the fucking you're 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 in the fucking on deck circle. Yeah. Like, yeah, you need to be at the plate to be able to hit a home run. You're too fucking scared and timid to pull up to the plate because you think when you pull up to the plate, you're going to strike out. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I'd be fucking frustrated, too. My God, dude, being inherently negative is just dude. It's that, actually that's the worst trait. It, you can it actually relates to what Jason Phillips was talking about. Don't play for bogeys. Yep. Play for play for motherfucking birdies. Play for birdies. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, absolutely. You need to have an insane belief. You step up and you hit that fucking ball, and you're going to get this in a birdie. You're going to hit this underneath whatever the par is. You're going to be better than average in every single thing you do. And when you constantly just compile better than average, when you constantly get birdie after birdie after birdie after birdie after birdie, guess what fucking happens? You separate yourself from the group. You have to have an insane believe listen can't have hesitation just execution no hesitation there is no hesitation there's nothing to think about you have to execute you have to know you have to be forthright you have to understand and biggest item where's that vision where's that vision headed when you are so firm in your vision you know what to do you know what's next Man, so many people just don't, they don't have a vision. They don't have a plan. I'm they not over, like a They huge, overcomplicate it. They, 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 they really do. And we're mm-hmm. going to talk about that in here too. Dude, you're touching on some good things. We're going to talk about that in here too. Like so many people just like, like I'm not a massive fan of like three and five year plans. But if you, you ask me right now, I know you are. If you ask me yeah. right now, I think I've, you are. I, I have learned to use that three and five year plan as a guideline. Okay, okay. And I've learned as to do my one to like six months as execution. 100%. Towards that guideline, but that guideline is open to change. Yeah. And I've used to not, I used to hold that. It's like, I can't change. I can't deviate. 100%. Right? But I started to learn that that stressed me out so much that it's actually distracting me from the action. Oh, 100% it will. It's like uh, paralysis by analysis. Yeah. It's not dissimilar. So I've learned to kind of lives more in the moment yep. than in the three to five year realm. 100%. I, I agree with that a thousand percent, but yeah, I'm going to ask our listeners. I want you right now. Are you right now? I'm gonna give you three seconds and I'm going to ask you, what does the next three years look like? If in three seconds you couldn't come up with something, I counted to three, by the way, that was three great seconds. I actually <laughs> gave you like three and a half seconds. If you couldn't come up, if, if I said that and there was no picture, you don't have a vision. You don't have a vision. Your, you don't believe in your vision. You might have vision, but you don't believe in it. Yeah. A lot of people would say, I don't know. You think it's unrealistic. Yeah, yeah. Or you, you think it's unrealistic. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. This is a vulnerable. This is vulnerable. Very vulnerable. Let's story. hear it. You kind of know. You, you know most of it. So uh, let me get my timeline right. Three years ago was 2017. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is actually perfect timing. It was this. It was literally one of these months, like a May, May June, June, July, yeah. 2017. Summertime. Remember that apartment complex that I showed you in Columbus? Yes. Um, right. This apartment complex it was really nice. It's called the View. <laughs> Fucking dope yeah. ass place. Yeah, dude. really dope ass place. Well, at the time, I thought it was dope. It's, ass still, place. it's still pretty sick. It, it, it was, it's pretty yeah. cool. Um, I went to apply to live there 2017 and <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. Um, I applied and the, uh, the monthly rent was like a little bit above my budget. Uh, it, it was like a hundred bucks above my budget. It was like $1,200 a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and like my max budget was like 1100, but it's like, mm-hmm. I have to live there. You can stretch it and I can stretch Dude, it. That's the same conversation we're yeah. having right now. <laughs> yeah. But your, your budget's a lot higher than mine. <laughs> and, and, um, I was stressed out, but it's like, you know, when you just kind of find the place and it's like this, I need this. One. Yeah. 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 So, um, it was going to be my first like apartment just by myself, just solo and applied 
thought like for sure I was going to get in there, had no idea how I was going to furnish it. I had no furniture. I moved to Columbus fucking empty handed. Uh, I slept on some couches with some friends there for a while. Um, and you know, while I was trying to get my shit together. Uh, yeah. I mean, I love damn look. I was like homeless. <laughs> That's a little wild to think about. Uh, I was almost like by choice, uh, you know, as well. I was trying to figure my shit out, but yeah, for like five and I was trying to accrue some income mm-hmm. because I didn't have, you know, a, a lot at the time. Um, I didn't have a lot of time at all. Got denied from that apartment. Uh, my income wasn't high enough. My credit score wasn't good enough. Um, you know, all of those items. And, you know, I was very, very, very obsessed. So I went down the road and, you know, still an okay place, like a nice area. Um, and my poor, I, I had a roommate. My portion of the rent was $600 a month. And, you know, my roommate, um, like he had the auto withdrawal set up on his account. Um, and you know, he would pay like first of every month and like, man, yeah, there was like, it would be like third, fourth, fifth day of the month. And I'd finally get him the cash cause I didn't have the cash for it. So it's a good thing. I didn't get approved, you know, at that apartment. Um, that was three years ago and I'm not like going to talk about where things are at. Uh, I mean, I've talked about finance enough here. I'm not like going to talk about the price of my house or like, anything like that. I mean, but, like, apartment to house, things, you can do the math. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like things have obviously changed. That was three years, y'all. Like three years. I was driving, I was driving a car. <laughs> oh my God, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> I was driving, uh, so I had an Audi, this little uh, like 2008, seven Audi that just like wouldn't run mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, so one day my mom like drove down to, uh, since, uh, Cincinnati is before I moved to Columbus, drove out Cincinnati, gave me her, uh, Toyota Camry, like 2010 Toyota Camry, like the most base model you could have. Um, I was like driving that. I didn't have monthly payment. I paid her nothing for it. She took the Audi and like sold it and like, you know, just called it whatever. I washed her hands of it all. Oh, she was tired of me having car problems. Cause I'd have car problems every month and I couldn't afford them. She had to fucking pay for them. <laughs> So I got her paid off Toyota Camry and like I was just driving around and like, man, I couldn't really afford my rent at my $600 fucking apartment. And, uh, it, you know, now, um, to say the least you were struggling three years, you know, have gone by and, you know, you guys are obviously here listening, um, like follow somewhat of my life. I hope, I think, um, now let me ask you again in three years. Where do you see yourself? Whatever you just saw, you can do that. I promise you, you can do that. Man, Loki, I'm getting a little emotional thinking about the last three years. I didn't even have Peyton yet. I didn't have Peyton. Oh, yeah, you haven't. Remember when I bought Peyton? This is another story for you guys. Wow. Story time with Justin. Jesus. Here we go. I've told you about when I bought Peyton. Yep. He was $4,500. He's expensive. You remember how much I had in my account? My jaw dropped. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember how much I had in my account? Wasn't it like the exact amount of I had forty five ninety two. Yeah. And I bought it. I had ninety bucks in my account. And with that ninety dollars if Tony I, if Tony heard that. No, I, I know. I know. With that ninety dollars I bought all paint and stuff. Yeah. I had I emptied my bank account out. Yeah. For and I mean he he was the most special thing I'd ever laid my Again, that on. same moment you had to have him. It, it, he was the most special thing I'd ever laid my eyes on. Yeah. And I mean, none of the listeners can I mean, you they, they probably have very tight relationships like with their animals. Like Peyton saved like my life. Like mm-hmm. from some Sure. You know, some things were I'm not that vulnerable today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um that can be maybe for another podcast. Um three years, y'all. Three fucking years. You have to have that insane belief in yourself. You have to be able to see the vision. If you'd asked me three years ago what my three years would look like, it wouldn't be this. Yeah. So, you know, now the next three years of my three-year vision, if you guys could see that, yeah, I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. Um, insane belief. What you're doing is better than everybody else. And it's not even close. No one else can, com- no one else can compete. No one else can compare. You have to get to that point. You have to get to that point. Once you have that insane belief in yourself, I was sitting in my apartment with no fucking money. And I was like, I don't know why I don't have any money. I don't know why people hire these other coaches. I know I'm the best. I know that I'm the best. You have to be aware of your ego on the road and the path to leadership. The Kansas City Chiefs 
won the Super Bowl last year. They have a head coach, Andy Reid. Andy Reid seems like a fantastic guy. I've never met him. No firsthand accounts. I do have firsthand accounts with people who do know him, who have worked with him um, since he's been in the NFL. I, I just hear amazing things about Andy Reid, so I just root for him. He was in Philadelphia. He was the Eagles head coach for so long. He had Michael Vick as a quarterback, Donovan McNabb as a quarterback. He, dude, he might have had Randall Cunningham. I can't remember if he was there that fucking long. Um, dude, he, he was incredible, and he was always very forthright with his offense. Um, he went to the NFC championship game multiple times, went to the Super Bowl once, and he just like he always came up short, like somehow, like how does someone go how, like have all these opportunities in championship games and never once wins? He won the NFC championship one time, went to the Super Bowl. Got wow, dude. I mean, it's like like if you look at Andy Reid's timeline of his career, it's just like, dude, man, like you can pick out many places where he. Yeah, you can argue he should have stopped, mm-hmm. got canned. Got canned by Philly. Wow. The next year they won the Super they won the Super Bowl. Wow. Andy Reid got a job with the Chiefs. And he finally cracked through. Mm-hmm. Won the fucking Super Bowl. How dope is that? Beware of your ego. Why is this related to Andy Reid? Andy Reid had his ducks in a row. He had his systems in place. He had his people. He had a formula to get to the championship, but he didn't have a formula to win the championship. Dude got canned from Philly. Dude dropped everything. He went out to Kansas City. He had a year with Alex Smith. He played around with some things, he, but he drafted he drafted this guy named Patrick Mahomes who's going to smash every NFL record that's ever been set <laughs> by an athlete as long as he stays healthy. But you know, quarterback's only as good as the system. The system's only as good as the quarterback. Andy Reid created that whole fucking system. Andy Reid changed everything he knew. He had been a head coach for, uh, what, 15, 20 years? One of the most winningest coaches of all time, one of the most successful coaches of all time. Like, if you look at this dude's resume when he got canned by Philly, it's like, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. A Hall of Fame coach scrapped everything to start over. He very easily could have just gone to Kansas City showing up like, this is what we do. This is how we run things. This is how we operate. He surrounded himself for a summer with so many great minds of football, just learning and adapting and adjusting. And he won a fucking Super Bowl. And the Navy SEALs, he never stopped moving. When you're in a battlefield, when you're getting attacked, if bullets are flying, you never, ever, 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 ever stop moving. It's cover and move. One team covers, the other team moves. Next team covers, other team moves. You always have to work in sync. The communication has to be strong. The vision has to be so powerful. The leadership of people calling the shots. You want to talk about leadership? On a battlefield, you're about to run across this fucking field when bullets are flying. You got to trust these people. <sighs> That's a different level of leadership. Whoa. Mm-hmm. That is a different level of leadership. That's how your team's got to be. You got to have each other's back. The communication needs to be clear and concise. Every single time. The vision has to be clear and concise. Has to be positive, uh, upbeat. We can't be in the... Fo- Not we. <laughs> Hold on. I take that back. I'm very sorry if this offends anyone. That I said that they cannot be in the field of battle. Just having bullets rain down on them and having negative thoughts. You know, it's going to happen. Not going to come back. The leadership that it takes in that moment, cover and move, cover and move, cover and move. You got to keep covering, got to keep moving. It's unreal. The communication, the vision has to be so clear and concise. This happens with your business too. Hypothetical or theoretical bullets are always flying in business, always flying in business. They're always flying in your personal life. They're always flying in a movement. What can you do? You cover each other and you move on to the next task. Then you cover each other and you move on to the next task. It's an interesting concept. Yeah. Is it's kind of like you have multiple leaders within the, within your team. Yeah. Whatever team, you know, again, business movements, the Marines, whatever it is. Yeah. Multiple leaders that all have the same vision. One of the biggest gripes and one of the things that I have continued to have to learn getting into the entrepreneur world is that it's, a, it's my biggest pet peeve with like photographers <laughs> is that everybody thinks that if you help some, if you like work with somebody you like, that's your boss and it's, and you have to do whatever they say. And 
Well, that's not the case if they're trying to ask you to be part of the team, because obviously they're trying to ask you to be part of the leadership. Yeah. Because they obviously see you as some form of a leader. Absolutely. I mean, like then team Mahaley, the core five all has leadership. Everyone's capabilities there. Everyone's, I would say everybody in team Mahaley as a whole has leadership capabilities. I agree. Everyone on the staff is a leader. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we can't have any passive people around. Yeah. You're only as strong as your weakest link. And that's what we're doing. You know, we have business ventures happening right now that fuck, dude, if these things come to fruition, are you kidding? These these people are going to lose their mind. Dude, We cover and move. We cover and move. Yeah. Like that's literally what we're doing. We're covering and moving to every single task to man. I'm proud of the scene. Yeah. Right now. Holy fuck. You guys, you guys just wait. (laughs) You guys just wait. And start planning your trips to Austin. <laughs> look for houses. Look, I mean, they look for houses. There's only so much I can say. <laughs> Kiss principle. Keep it stupid simple. That's how I do my training. It's how you conduct business. This is how you become a leadership. Complexity is the enemy of execution. <laughs> Scott and I had a uh, interesting conversation. Scott more so than me. Um, I was just like advising the conversation, if you will, an interesting conversation with a company earlier in the week that was asking us for all these analytical information. Mm-hmm. like, how do you track X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z, and like all of these items. Yep. You know how we track it. Do you guys want to know how we track it? We track our fucking revenue. If the revenue is going up, damn, we're doing our job. Yep. If the revenue is going down, fuck, we need to fix. Mm hmm. So many people try to overcomplicate these systems and these processes. Mm-hmm. Business is very simple. Leadership is very simple. The game of football, very simple. All these items, everything in your life, it's truly very simple. Being an inherently positive human, very simple. You literally just choose to do it. You read the room, you assess the data, and you adjust your, part of your, your protocol. You adjust how you're attacking there's no magical numbers. I mean, why do you think it takes so long for things to get done in government or large yeah. companies or it's large agencies? Way too complex. There's too much red tape. You know, we could look at the analytics on the website mm-hmm. and we could see, oh man, we got way more visitors. We got way more traffic. We got way more session duration. We got way more, all of these items this week. And then you're just going to overlook the fact that revenue dropped. No, there's one metric of mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm that truly matters at the end of the day. It's the bottom line. The numbers going up, our numbers consistently go up. So what we're doing is working. My Instagram following hasn't changed in three months. Long time. Like 39,000. Yeah. Well, it was up and then a whole bunch of people unfollowed me because they don't agree with the anti-racist movement. And I like, I literally so that wish, happened across the board. Yeah. 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 I literally wish I could go through and block all those people because they're going to be back in a few months and like trying to just like gain information and obtain data from me. Yeah. Like they don't fucking deserve it because they're disgusting humans. Um, anyways, <laughs> I've been at 39,000 followers for literally like three, three months. Yeah. But holy fuck the business is growing revenue's gone up revenue's gone up yeah we just hired a coach we had our biggest month ever last month we just had our biggest week ever in the first week of june yep like like i don't give a fuck about my instagram following the business is growing if If the business is growing the impact is moving if the impact is moving we're starting a fucking movement we're literally starting a movement that it is industry fucking wide in a massive industry that's worldwide and you're asking me what the kpis are fuck your kpis (laughs) i don't fuck about your kpis your aprs your bullshit i don't give a fuck about it i'm dominating look I love a good KPI. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going fuck about KPI. <laughs> it, for, for, for me, it's like, do you have access to the data? Yeah. Yeah. Sure you do. Yeah. But <clears throat> if you overcomplicate it in your head, in your eyes, in your attention is towards the data, mm. it's not toward the people. Exactly. It's not toward the people that you're working with, the yep. people that you're helping, the people yep. that you're, that you need to run the business. Yeah. If you focus too much, on the numbers and on the data, yeah. you're going to get distracted. Yeah. And you're, you're going to lose the vision. On, on on the numbers that aren't revenue. And why revenue matters is because, hey, if revenue is growing, you're impacting people. And if revenue is growing, it means the people who are with you currently mm-hmm. keep fucking staying with you. They're returning and recurring customers. And the only way you build a culture is if you have extreme, an extremely high number of recurring and returning customers. You can't build a culture from one hit wonders. You can't build a culture from people who hang around for a fucking month. No, you build a culture because 
is around 15 and a half months on average on my roster. 15 and a half fucking months on average. That's how you build a culture. Dude, the biggest thing, you know, it's, uh, I always told this to Savannah, you know, if you have a thousand followers yeah. and a thousand followers are a thousand clients. Yeah. You're making a lot of money. You're making a fuck ton of money. You're really busy. We have. <laughs> you're really busy. And you're making a lot of fucking money. Absolutely. I don't care if you have a hundred. I don't no. care if you have twenty five. I don't care if you have a million views on a video. Yeah. Or how matter. many how many customers are in that watching that? Exactly. exactly. You get a million views on a video, and everyone's under the age of sixteen doesn't have a debit card. <laughs> that's my thing. Yeah. That's my thing. You know? with TikTok is like, how are people making money? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like those things just don't matter. What matters is the fucking impact. How can you measure impact from an analytical perspective? Your revenue. If the revenue is growing, the impact is growing. Keep it stupid fucking simple. In your business processes, there's items that matter. There's items that don't matter. Something that matters is, is your business expanding? Like, is your reach growing? As a leader, it is your responsibility to ensure that it is constantly growing. It is also your responsibility not to send all these coded fucking messages. Like if I was communicating with the core five and like fucking ancient Egyptian, what do they call that? What's their language? Uh, uh, Hylographics, hylographics. Fuck. Fuck. You know how many listeners? You're confusing me because you keep saying something. (laughs) Hieroglyphics. Yeah. Yeah. That word. Yeah. You know how many (laughs) listeners are like, wow, this guy's a fucking idiot. What a bodybuilder. (laughs) Bodybuilder. Big bodybuilder with big words. (laughs) Like we would get nothing done, but I speak extremely simple English with a lot of F-bombs. Um, it's, it's, Hey, we need this video done now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then guess what gets done? done. Like it's perfect. You have to set priorities and act. You can't just be a leader sitting there with your dick in hand wondering, hmm, what do I do next? You decide what what happens next. Everyone's following your fucking lead. Wherever you go, the team goes, everyone goes. And man, so many people are just so inactive. Like you lead for two weeks to get one project done and then you just wait. What are you waiting for? Build a culture. Make something happen. There's everything can't be accomplished at once. But something needs to be accomplished at all times. We can't just have downtime from accomplishments. Every single day, there's an agenda. For me personally, I go on my morning meditation walks and I set my agenda for the day. And then I set the priorities for the team for the day. The priorities for the team don't like today. They were different because we were filming like content hyperdrive for revive and stuff. So like my achievement list for today was like kind of all pertaining to that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we got all of it done. Mm -hmm. Um, But everything can't be accomplished at once. You have to set the, what's the biggest priority. All right. The biggest priority is promo vids. Second biggest priority was getting the trim done at the gym. The third biggest priority was getting the revive content. Mm -hmm. Like the fourth biggest priority was making sure the gym is absolutely spotless, ready to open tomorrow. We're not opening tomorrow, but I I told the the team there at the gym, I was like, Hey, this gym, when we leave today needs to be look like it is ready to open tomorrow. And treat it that way. And treat it that fucking way. Yeah. Guess what? Got done. That's exactly how it looks. Has to be clear. Has to be concise. But you have to have priorities. My my easiest way to set my priorities. My easiest way to plan attack. To plan my attack. Just through meditating. I know I talk about it a lot. You guys are probably bored of it. But I meditate every morning. And it helps me, you know, do these things. Scott does not meditate every morning. He still gets everything done. Probably benefit from meditation. But. My meditation <laughs> is, is a big ass checklist yeah, on that yeah, fucking monitor. <laughs> yeah, that really is Scott's like meditation. Is like I need my morning like, cup of coffee. Yeah, I'm gonna sit down, turn on the monitor. Of which riot is a, coffee. Of riot coffee. Yeah, you gotta have that. Riot I'm gonna coffee. T- I'm gonna turn on the TV, which is a monitor. Absolutely. And I'm gonna look at the list. And I'm gonna look at my emails. I'm gonna look yeah. at my text messages. And I'm gonna go, okay, what needs to be done? Yeah, that's it. That's exactly what we're gonna do. And that leads us in to the plan. Every leader has to have a plan, all possible scenarios, all possible pivot points. Today, myself, Tony and Steven were on the phone for an hour, 15 minutes. That's why we relate to the gym, mm-hmm. uh, because we like in the first five minutes, the vision was set. The next hour and 10 minutes was going over every single possible scenario that could go. I mean, right. Right. is like one scenario. And then yeah. like all of the wrongs. Yeah. And then we we list out all of the wrongs. And then for all the wrongs, we list out a pivot point. There's an A, a B, and a C pivot point. We have to go through every single one of them. This is the vision you told me this afternoon. Today. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And that vision dope. Yeah. It's dope. Yeah, it's a big one. 
So we laid every single one of those items out. The one we talked about today, the plan, you know, they, they grow with time. I remember the plan was really small. The plan was like, hey, five client signups this week. Mm-hmm. You know, now the plan is a lot bigger. It grows over time. The more you grow, the more your leadership skills grow, the bigger your reach grows. It's not just as a business owner. It's just even in your friend group. All right. This applies everywhere. But the bigger the plan gets, the more rewarding the plan gets. But the more risky the plan gets. So master all possible scenarios, master all possible pivot points early, really early on. Let me caveat that. Yeah. But don't just like the previous point. Yeah. Overcomplicated. Yeah. Yeah. No, no paralysis by analysis. Cause that happens a lot. Yeah. I think you just have to like, look at all the wrongdoings. All right. This could happen next. All right. This could happen next. Or, or also allocate that hour long window. Yeah. Go through everything. When the hour's done, you've exhausted all of your energy for that yeah, time. And, yeah. then, and then believing yourself enough. I mean, all of these points kind of coincide with that. Yeah. Be- go to through the list, check your pivot points, check the success opportunity, check the failure opportunity. Don't overanalyze, cut it off after an hour, then believe yeah. that you entrust yourself that you did it. And a big item with this is, this is a great fucking point Scott just made because a big item with this is, yeah, we're going through all the possible items of, of, of failure until audio is going to freak you the fuck out. We were like talking about all of them so casually because none of the three of us even believe they're plausible. <laughs> like we're on the phone. It's like like we have to list them out as like yeah. uh, a courtesy yeah. to like out of respect for ourselves and our own business. Yeah. But, like you're listing them out and it's like so casual. I like, never once did I actually think like, oh, man, this could happen. Or, oh, man, what if that happens? It's just like, yeah, this is, you know, where it could go. And like this is what we're going to do to mitigate that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of those items. So everything ties back into that belief and the vision and the ownership. It all ties back into that. If you don't have these items, you can't be a leader. Decisiveness. Indecisiveness just means you have a lack of confidence. Winners don't hesitate, dude. Winners act. Winners go. Winners feel it out. They understand. Winners embrace the role of winning. Leaders embrace the role of leading. I wake up every morning. I get out of bed like ready to lead. Like I am ready to fucking take a hypothetical uh, uh militia to war i'm ready to go <laughs> this hypothetical yeah. war <laughs> yeah 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 please do not put me in a battlefield <laughs> it would be terrible laugh. you're a big target dude i'm a big target i'm yeah. terrified yeah i'm gonna hide <laughs> it's a lot of cover for you dude it's a lot of cover <laughs> when i'm moving <laughs> oh shit the longer you wait <laughs> we had this in team haley yeah There was an issue that we had and I waited about two months to mitigate the issue. Mm. And as the issue, uh, you know, stayed around more problems compiled. Yep. And then I finally mitigated the issue. And like, we looked at what we had to do to mitigate what happened Mm -hmm. to change, Mm -hmm. to fix. Oh my God. How long did that take? Like that took a month of our time. Yeah. Learn from me. Yeah. If you know something's wrong, if you know something has to change, if if you you feel it, if you feel it, it ain't lying, fam. If you're, if you feel it internally and something's going on, got to fix it. You got to address it. And if you don't address it, it's going to compile. That was one of my weakest moments of leadership for sure. But I learned so much. You know what? And in any per, any person in a position of leadership, and this goes for like all the the entire team, Haley, you have to realize that, bringing that to attention is not going to make anybody nervous. It's yeah. not going to hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah. And in, in fact, it's probably going to help the betterment of the team overall. Yeah. If you just went out and said it, yeah. If you just went out and pointed it out Should and you addressed the problem. Should have acted yeah. backfired terribly backfired. Yeah. So poorly. Um, we're all right. Learn from me. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we could have been, could be better. Could be better. Yep, learn right. from me. Learn from my failures. Learn from my mistakes. I'm talking to my old self, even if yep. the old self was, you know, re- more recent. Um, indecisiveness is just a lack of confidence. You have to decide, you have to go and you have to go relentlessly. Yeah. Like again, 
Like, I, I'm not a fucking soldier. I never fucking served, but I do know that when you're in combat, if you're indecisive, bad things are going to happen. You got to go. You got to roll. Shot. Yeah. You, you're like, you're, it's not going to be good. What yeah. happens? Yeah. You got to go. You got to roll with it. You got to assess. You got to adjust. You got to fucking attack and attack and attack. And it's a huge part of leadership is you always have to be, you always have to steer that ship and you always have to keep that ship going the right direction. If, if a ship at sea is just going in fucking circles, well, you, eventually you're going to run out of fucking gas mm-hmm. you can't go any further. Yeah. That's not what you want to happen. Yeah. Um, gotta be decisive. You gotta know, feel the vision. Where's the vision telling you to go? Which direction gets you? Cl- what, what move right now gets you closer to that vision? What move holds you in the same place? You have to be able to understand. You guys, leadership right now is at an all-time low. Honestly, it's really sad to see. It's sad to see, um, like, across my industry. It's sad to see uh, at a national level. It's, yeah, leadership's just really, really, really low. At at a national level, let's add one more point. Just don't make a stupid fucking decision. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's very true. Just don't make stupid decisions. Just be a good human. Yeah, please just be a good human. We need more leaders. And, you know, a lot of people might listen to this and be like, well, you know, I don't have any followers or I don't have a business or I don't have, um, you know, I don't have anybody listening to this has 400 followers. Oh my God. And 400 clients. is a lot of money. That's a lot of cash for whatever your, that's a lot of impact. Whatever your impact is like, you have to create a movement. Maybe your movement's not income based. Maybe your movement strictly impact based. Although if you end up having enough impact on someone, it's not like you curate revenue. Yeah. If, if you're impacting, you guys, we need more leaders. We need more people to step up. You're someone who's listening to this. You have good ideas, but you've bit your tongue. You've held back. You've retracted. You haven't put yourself fully out there. Dude, why? Do you see how vulnerable the world is right now? Do you see how vulnerable America is right now? Do you see how vulnerable your friends and your family are right now? And you're still holding back. Why? You have no belief in yourself. I asked you two times what your three-year plan looks like. The second time I asked, it better have been a way better vision and a way bigger vision than the first time. What do you want your tomorrow look like? Because what you do right the fuck now, what you do when you're done listening to this podcast dictates your tomorrow. And whatever your tomorrow is, sets you up for the next day. And whatever the next day is, sets you up for the next day. You have to come. It's a compounding interest of leadership, of impact and of success that gets you to wherever that three year goal is, wherever that three year vision leads, whatever your ultimate vision is. And don't sell yourself short. That's a huge yeah. one. Yeah. Don't sell it, yourself short. Don't, that, don't that be like, it's going to change. Yeah. And, and don't go, you know, well, I, you know, hundred, a hundred people impacting a hundred people. That's good enough. Yeah. Well, so was, you could do a thousand. Yeah. I was going to say about a thousand. About a hundred thousand. Yeah. About a million. Yeah. I remember well, when why Team Haley had a hundred clients. I was like, damn, we're huge. Yeah. <laughs> now well, we're closer to a thousand than a hundred. That's, that's always been one of my biggest pet peeves to people is like, they don't believe in themselves enough yep. to trust the fact that they're going to, they can look at something yep. <clears throat> and go, I'm worth a million bucks. Yep. I'm worth a million people, a million people impacted. Yep. I'm worth Joe Rogan. I'm worth a hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you sell yourself short, you're setting yourself up for failure. Oh yeah, plain and simple. Oh, and yeah. all of those bullet points that Justin just listed off are null and void. Yep, because you you don't have the belief. It stems right back to that. Don't sell yourself short. You want to be worth a million dollars? Make it happen. You want to be worth a million followers? Make it happen. You decide wherever you go. You decide what your next move is. You're in a constant. You're in a constant conscious state, and you're always planning your next move, whether you know it or not, whether you like it or not with your current actions. So what are you doing right now? What are you doing right now to make tomorrow better? Not just for yourself. Cause right now we have to look outside of ourselves. We have to look at what the fuck's going on. Mm-hmm. How do we make it better for everybody? Cause right now, if it gets better for everyone, it gets better for you. Decide what you're going to do again. Are you going to be a player? You're going to be on the field. You gonna be in the ring, or you gonna be a spectator, just watching the world go by, watching people who are way more balls than you, who are way more courageous than you, who are way better than you, battle it out. Right now, we need leaders more than anything. We need leaders more Small than anything. Small and large. Yeah, doesn't matter who you are. I don't care who you are. You can be a leader if you have a powerful voice. I'll fucking follow you. I'll follow your lead. 
if your mind's in the right place, your words in the right place, your actions are in the right place. That's powerful. A lot of people go and get that momentum going and then it stalls out for a little bit and go and give up. Mm -hmm. That ain't leadership. That's Mm -hmm. not leadership. That was clout chasing. Be a leader. You can't do it for two months and expect change. Nope. It's it's a, it's a lifelong commitment. Yep. It's a lifelong fucking commitment. You gotta be in it. You gotta be in it till the end. And you got to see it all the way through. Doesn't matter what it is. If it only took two months to achieve, it wouldn't be worth very fucking much. Everybody would do it. Exactly. Everyone would do it. Why aren't more people worth a million dollars? Because people don't put in the effort to become worth a million dollars. It's not about cash. It's about the principle. What are you going to do with it? Player or a spectator? Your choice. Episode 38.